Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hey everybody, welcome to From Nothing to Profit. Uh, so today I have, I'm super excited about our guest, Kay Estridge. So Kay and I became friends um, at an After Dark event a couple, <laughs> like a year ago. And I don't remember if you remember, Kay, you had like, you had the plague at that point. You were really sick. For oh, that, but you, sh- you showed up and you, you uh, powered through anyways, but we became fast friends. And then, uh, and we obviously have common ground because you live in Arizona and my parents live in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so we're there. And so we're super excited to have you on today. And I have a bunch of questions to ask you about kind of uh, business uh, models and stuff because you've done a little bit of everything and so thanks so much for being on absolutely it's my pleasure i was excited to have the opportunity to chat with you two um, boy talk about getting two powerful minds and spirits together that's you guys are, are really really gonna rock this i'm excited yeah thanks yeah thank you for coming Kay. i uh we sh- we shared a uh, zoom webinar with a think tank just recently and uh it was so fun i was like okay that I, okay, I like Kay. This is going to be a really, really enjoyable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a, a little bit, a little bit, uh, you know, not taking things too seriously, which I think is so nice when you're talking to uh, photographers and, you know, we talk a lot about business on this. And so um, I'm looking forward to your wisdom, but also just, you know, you going, okay, this, we don't have to take this too seriously to, uh, to still do a good job in business. So Absolutely. And, and I find myself right now um, coming from the mindset of, of what, what do I default to um, and, and, and taking time right now to kind of go do a lot of deep diving myself into what motivates me and, and what I do in terms of trial, whether that be in business or personal life. Um, I turn to, I have discovered, ironically enough, I turn to humor, uh, positivity, whether it's for myself or for those that are around me. And then I turn to um, doing, uh, getting involved, jumping right into something, whether it's work-related or with friends or family or community or charity. I have to be doing something. I can't sit still, Um, even to the point of, uh, you know, when we grew up, I wasn't allowed to just sit and watch TV. I had to be doing something with my hands. So I still to this day at 50 some odd years old, um, I can't just sit still. So with the the career paths that I've gone down since 1985, I actually started uh, when I was three. <laughs> um, you can do the math. Uh, no, I started actually in high school. Uh, my older sister had a camera and I wanted to be like her. So I wanted a camera when I was high- in high school. It was an Olympus, um, old film. Uh, God, I just sound so old when I say things like this, but it was um, an Olympus. It was film. I worked in high school in the yearbook right out of high school, went to NAU, Northern Arizona University, go Lumberjacks, um, and studied photojournalism in college. And then right out of college in 1985, I married my college sweetheart, who was also a photographer, Dave Eskridge, and we opened a one-hour film processing lab in Phoenix, Arizona called Phoenix um, Quick Photo. And, you know, we really realized that after a while, we we weren't meant to just push buttons and process other people's lives and film. And it was always really funny. You could tell every now and again, we'd get those little black 
it, I hope you guys are nodding at me because I, I hope I'm not like in love. We are nodding. Yes, okay. we are. <laughs> Can I say nodding? Everybody in the audience, raise your hand. If you remember those black old film canisters with the gray pop top, you would yep. be amazed at what people can use those things for. <laughs> we got shampoo. We got weed. We got all kinds of stuff come through. And the best part of the people that brought in weed, they never would want to reclaim it. <laughs> So yeah, they're like, you know, Oops, uh, that's, yeah, that's yours, yours yeah, now. Yeah. Keeper, keeper. So, um, it was interesting, but we really weren't fulfilling our passions. Uh, our passion was to photograph, to be behind the camera, not uh, processing other people's pictures. So we started photographing in the back of the lab. Um, and that was, it worked for a while, but, but that was the way that we grew our client base because they were lab, they were lab clients. So they became portrait clients and, in, um, I think it was about ooh, late, oh gosh, 85. It was almost 90, I think, uh, when we expanded again, expanded the studio and then next door to the lab and we'd wear two hats. And I remember working on the hope machines for those of you, again, dating back at the film processing, we'd be processing film at night and then working our studio during the day. And then we sold the lab off and moved the studio, expanded again because we were realizing that we were really actually pretty good at this. And I was um, held up the marketing end and, and ran the business and, and uh, was partnering with Dave in the, in the camera room. And that was Dave's strength. He was great with sports. And uh, we just found that we really worked well together. And people wanted to do business with us. So in 2002, we made the decision to um, go our separate ways personally but we actually stayed in business. So mind you, this is in a strip center. And for those of you that uh, you're giggling right now, not strip center, like stripper poles and, and <laughs> high, I did, I did not wear high heel spikes to work. It wasn't that kind of strip mall, but it was a, like a retail mini mall. And so, um, it, it, you know, we, we were happy with the location. It was convenient for us, but eventually the owner sold, the uh, owner of the strip mall sold to somebody else who didn't care what they had in there. So we ended up having a head shop uh, go in. Uh, that, that's a paraphernalia shop. I don't know what you guys call it from wherever you're yeah. listening are, but they sold um, really, my mom <laughs> said, those are really interesting flower vases. <laughs> <laughs> no, mom. <laughs> and one Christmas, they painted a Grinch on their window, which was okay with me, except the Grinch was smoking a hookah. So we were like, okay, this really, yeah. you know, this isn't our brand. It, it, it's not no, our brand. It's not on point with our brand. But we, we stuck it out. We worked for two more years together as a divorced couple. Now, if that's not making you scratch your head, I don't know what else what else could. We had employees. So we, we worked together. We owned a lab. Then we branched out into a studio. Then we expanded again. We divorced. We worked together. And then after about two years, he got remarried. And it was really obvious that it was just a time for us to then split the business. So I took the space. I kept the space. And I rebranded to Images by K and Company. It used to be Eskridge Photography. And I said Images by K and Company because my idea was to grow. And I wanted to have other photographers underneath me that I'd be able to send out and if it was images by Kay and they got um, Mary show up at their at their job or at their event or to do their family portrait, I didn't want to let them down that it wasn't Kay. It was and co. And it also gave ownership to the people that worked for me. They were, um, you know, they were the and co. 
and then they could come and go. So as I was growing, if it didn't work out with a specific employee, they would leave and I would just bring in somebody else that could could fulfill the, the need for me as the and co. So um, I am an S corporation. And the only rem- the only way I can remember that finally is because S stands for silly and I'm a little silly. So I am an S corporation. <laughs> I know that sounds totally weird, but I have to, if I had a dollar for every time I called my accountant and asked them, now, what am I again? Am I a sole proprietorship? You know, yeah. am I a C corp or am I an S corp? What's the, <laughs> so S, I'm an S corp for silly person. Now I will never forget that. Uh, but it was the best thing for me to do. I believed in my accountant and setting up my books in a way that would protect me, um, but that would also allow me to do what I needed to do to, to best look at my future and what I was doing and how I considered myself as an employee. Uh, it just, that was, I'm not urging you to go one way or the other. It's up to you to decide what's best, but it was important for me to go ahead. And when we split when we finally split, split 100% to change the name and go with Images by K and Company. And then, uh, so we stayed in the Strip Center until uh, 2005. And if you all can remember back then, the banks were just so happy to loan you crazy amounts of money. Well, yeah, the world, the like pure euphoria, right? Like oh. everything was everything was great. Here's free money. Everything's oh. going to be great. The economy is going to be so strong forever. Forever, so. yeah. And and <laughs> I can say this, I hope. And unicorns fart sprinkles and fairy dust. <laughs> right. And and yeah, let's give this this little girl who's a single adult woman who just went through a divorce let's go ahead and give her a shit ton of money <laughs> but oh sorry i'm sorry i should come with a disclaimer shouldn't i <laughs> it's fine you're fine okay <laughs> I, I'm, I i think i know your list of people you may be talking to and i might be kind of mild i don't know but anyway, i don't know you never you never know i was right, so, i, I was okay, saying so. i'm an acquired taste um so <laughs> So we, I had the chance to build a building about six blocks away from my residence. I bought, I bought, not only did I go through the divorce, but I bought my own home in 2002. Because yeah, uh, money was easy. Money. Oh yeah. They were giving it away. It was awesome. I'm on, uh, I bought the home. It's a little under an acre because I saw the potential of working from home. That was my ultimate goal was to go from the strip center and, and we split the, we split the business and I was going to work from my home because I was tired of paying somebody else a lease. Uh, you know, I was tired of making that payment as part of my, as part of knowing and, and understanding my numbers, which I can't, I can't, advise people enough, young photographers, old photographers, new photographers, whatever you want to call yourself, you got to know your numbers if you're going to be in business. You know, yeah, we like taking pretty pictures, but if you can't make a profit being in business doing this, then you should continue to make it your hobby and find a job where you will make some money because it's not an easy industry to get into. It's not as an easy industry to maintain, but it is a fulfilling opportunity. And it, if you can make money doing it, um, as I have found, I lead a very, very happy, good life. Um, I have traveled. I've met amazing people. I've had the chance to photograph people that I can talk about and people that I can't talk about. Um, and it's been, it's just been amazing. But I, in looking at purchasing the residence, knowing that I could move, I was going to move my business home, 
property became available about six bucks away and I had the chance to build a building. So again, talked to the bank into giving me credible amount of money and I owned 3000 square feet in a 9,000 square foot building. This was back when um, office condos were first the rage. So we got into a situation and I say we again, because um, I still am images by K and co. Remember, I like to say we, because it sounds like there's more of me. And actually then I can include all the voices in my head as part of my team. <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say. Are you going? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Sometimes I talk to myself and I just say, oh, I'm having a board of directors meeting. <laughs> so, so the, the idea of being able to own something was really appealing to me. And if I was going to be paying somebody uh, rent for a lease, I might as well be owning it and paying a mortgage. So we set it up. I built the building, the whole, I had to become a, con I had a, a general contractor, but I had to become, you know, oversee the building of a building. And I was a photographer. I had no idea about HVAC and what kind of concrete to pour and how big I wanted this and how many Watts I wanted that. And I just remember the general contractor telling me that I was not allowed to come to on site when the, the city or the state inspectors were coming over because I'd piss them off so much. <laughs> so I was locked out of those meetings, but we built the building and the, it was, a, it was a, a, a beauty. I had my chandelier. I mean, it was, it was every photographer's dream studio. It is. Yeah, and this is, and I think this is about time. The first time I saw you speak at Imaging was like shortly after you'd built this building. Oh, so. I mean, it was Nirvana, and we made we created these really unique panel systems in the in the camera room, and boy, I we were rocking it. It was amazing. It was great. I had two full time employees. Um, we were kicking butt, and it was awesome. And then 08 hit, and again, raise your hands if you survive. If you were around in 08. Um, it was devastating. Matt and I's Matt, is your hand yeah. up? Yeah. yeah. My, my you, you guys remember that? I mean, we yeah. went from being a necessary luxury, you know, they wanted us, they needed us. They'd spend any amount of money to get us to being not even necessary anymore. You know, I had yeah. clients that were, you know, 800 Christmas cards every year go from that to not even getting their pictures taken. Because right. their husbands or they they had jobs that were in the real estate department, real estate division here in Arizona, and that just imploded. Yeah, and just as a disclaimer, um, just so people understand, you know, like I think I think parts of Florida, Las Vegas, and Phoenix are kind of jockey for who got hurt the worst in two thousand eight because not it wasn't the same. But I mean, Phoenix got devastated. Yep. Like. I mean, you guys were printing houses and then there yep. was nothing. Yep. So. And, and, um, um, shopping malls. So a lot of my favorite and biggest whale clients were members of the companies that were producing these malls and these huge housing developments. And it, it hit the trickle down was really, I look back now and I'm, well, I kind of did have a bad time after that. I was going to say, I'm surprised I didn't freak out. And now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> right. um, <laughs> and, and all kidding aside, I mean, you, you kind of have to look at some of the things we've gone through and maybe that's why I'm devastated and I'm so, so sad and so scared about this COVID thing. And I, I'm bringing this up now because I'm not sure when this will play, but it has to do with my mindset as to why maybe I still remain a little bit positive these days. It's because I've come through the shit of the shit. 
Oops, I did it again. Yeah. Well, um, well so so here, so here's the deal. Like, I mean, disclaimer. Like, you know, we're recording this while you know some lockdown stuff app is still right. going. So who knows when it airs? But it, this doesn't feel as severe as 2008. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, fast forward to when this airs. Yeah. Air, it, could, it could be even worse. But it could be absolutely. It, and I'm not trying to belittle it by any means. I guess but it doesn't. It doesn't feel as severe. It does. It doesn't because um, I think somebody, somebody very wise, told me that I can get through this because look at what I've already survived. Absolutely. I think that's, you know, and that's the beauty of being able to tell these stories and being able to remind everyone because we all are got through it in one way Mm -hmm. or the other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and whether we've experienced it while we were a photographer or not, I think it's important to know that. Okay. So let me summarize because I, this is how I like to have a conversation. So you started out in a camera store just like Matt, which and is kind of cool. Film processing lab. Oh, a film yeah. processing lab. Okay, a lab. And then uh which by the way, I've been a photographer for almost 25 years, so I've <laughs> processed all the film, done all that. <laughs> so we've we've all had that experience. Um and so then you had a like a business that was maybe kind of a little bit more volume and then you went more high end and yes. um and built your own studio. So in the studio you built, it was, was it a live workspace? No, it was just, it was a 3000 square feet of pure business. It had okay, about a space. thousand okay. square. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then all your high end clients or a lot of them, um, couldn't come to you anymore. And so that's where we're at right now. Yes. In your story. Okay. Okay. Thank so what's you. next? So, um, you know, the, the, it got harder and harder to manage, uh, an $8,000 a month mortgage payment on just the space alone, let alone run my own household and all of the bills that I had for my household and keep employees. And I had a personal spiral. I just, um, made poor choices in how I handled my personal life and um, went through a breakup in a relationship and just couldn't keep it together. And it got to the point where I had to make a really hard decision and it was maintain my happiness and my sense of soul and my sense of being okay. I needed to be a daughter for my parents. I needed to be a sister for my sister. I needed to be a good friend. And I had to make the tough decision to let the studio space go. Um, I put my pride on the shelf and had to walk from it. And Which is, a, I mean, we all are having to do that in one way or the other right uh-huh. now. Yeah, it, right it was really, really hard. Uh, but my accountant said, you know, put your pride on the shelf because th- that doesn't pay your mortgage. Right. Well, and is it fair to say that you kind of self-identified a little bit with the building and the success of oh, the building? Oh, absolutely. So, so you, you, in a sense, you had to kind of break up with like part of yourself and just come to a new reality. Oh God, you know, I, God, you are a great therapist. I never looked at it like that. <laughs> but I, right. I, but you know what, I really did because I had I had become known for that photographer here in Arizona, not only because of the quality service and the great customer care that I put forth and the quality of product, but also I had a bomb studio. I mean, it was right. it was amazing. But, you know, I got to a point where I really just, I couldn't continue the pace. I couldn't keep the full-time employees. I just, and I, I, again, I went through some really hard personal challenges at that point and made the decision, was, was kind of thrust this decision on me, was to move my studio home. And I'll never forget 
uh, a specific person that that I've been friends with for years and years was sitting through a, a program. And when I told this story that I had moved my business home and he said, well, now you're one of us. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, you know, you, you, from platform, you talk about having portrait parties, this and doing this and doing this, but you've always had a studio storefront and I'm working from home. How do I do what you've done from my home? And I said, well, let me tell you, I'm going to tell you how I do it now because that's what I do. So now I have a residential studio. I don't like to call it a home studio. I call it my residential studio. Uh, my clients don't come through my front door. I'm blessed to have a split tea house, which means my personal space, my kitchen, my living room, my bedroom suite, bathroom, a separate office is to the right. And to the left is where the south side is where my studio is. I turned a den into a camera room. I have a dressing suite that used to be a spare bedroom. I still have a second spare bedroom from for for, for you two when you guys want to come to Arizona for a visit. Perfect, <laughs> um, perfect. Okay, yeah, I'm coming up. up on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, weather's great here. Uh, and so I, I am now doing what I had always set out to do. I have no employees. I am working less. I am making more. And I'm happy. And I can answer those questions from my heart now. How do I have portrait parties? I do. I have it in the camera room that I was able to set aside. Nobody comes through my front door. They come through the portrait garden. I meet them out at the at the front curb where I have a really nice little sign that that I can get by with from the city because it looks like a real estate sign that has a camera on it. I greet my guests. They come through the portrait garden back around in off the patio. Um, it's it's beautiful. I have a big koi pond and a water feature, and um, I work really hard at the garden. Um, I do pretty much uh, everything except a gentleman that comes in and mows and blows. But I, of all of the things I've done, and I've done so many different things in this career, I have to tell you that at, at my age and my stage in life, this is when I've been the most content and the most at peace. And my clients, I honestly believe that they see that and they feel that. And I've had some that have been with me back from the back from the Phoenix Quick Photo Days, and I've watched their kids grow, and their kids have gotten married, and then they've had kids, and now they're teens, and they've said about all of the places they followed me to, this is the one that they like the best because they can tell I'm the happiest. Yeah, well, and I think that I think it's fair to say that like we just sometimes we get caught up in the superficial stuff or yep. the stories we tell ourselves or the the things we surround ourselves like big fancy buildings and chandeliers and stuff yep. like that but that doesn't necessarily make us who the business we are people you know shop with us because of who we are and how we treat them more so than how fancy the chandelier is that we hang in our studio. Yeah, you know? but that that's that is spot on. It's also not necessarily a newbie mistake. I think it's just it's a personality trait that a lot of us A type people have. We want to be the best, we want to be the biggest, have the brightest. You know, we want that because we're these these people. But when you really look back at it, at what cost does that come with? And, you know, if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm done with my work, I, you know, throw the ball naked with my dog in the pool. I said that out loud, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's okay. It's fine. It's a Phoenix thing, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. You know what scares me now? Drones. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should. They really should. Oh my gosh. But it, it is interesting because like I said, I have done it all and I am 
I'm so passionate about being as 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 low as I think I could possibly go in and knowing that I I can help people get through that because I've been there done that. Yeah, um, and I think what you're what you're telling people is that it like it's okay to change. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think it's okay for people to think that they can change as long as they're moving up all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's you're saying it's okay to change even if it feels like a step backwards or a step down because mm-hmm. it may it may lead to actually a much happier time in your life. Oh, it does. And you know, I was afraid that the executives would feel weird going from, you know, this beautiful fancy studio coming into somebody's home. Um, but I actually had one of them just walk through the portrait garden. This is a big Fortune 500 guy. And he's like, this is really beautiful. You get to do this here every day because I want to be you. Yeah. And I thought, wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Because he well, goes he goes to he goes to an office every day, you know, and he's thinking, man, I wish I could just like just work from home. And have a yeah. 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 Well, and after our time at home, you know, the stay at home, everyone's had to ha- do that to an extent. And I think everyone's kind of rethinking like, mm-hmm. you know what do I want to do with my time? You know, like I've done most of my work sitting cross-legged on my bed, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, in the last, you know, six weeks or whatever, however long it's been. And I think we're all going to be doing that to an extent. We're not going to be able to just, you know, go out and be crazy. And, um, and so everyone that we work with is going through those things too, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're, yeah, go ahead. It's going to be a new norm, I think. The, the, and and I think, I I not that I'm so forward thinking, but I think I've I've hit this curve ahead of the curve, <laughs> because I am working from home, and it's really nice because I have one mortgage payment, one insurance payment, no employees. Um, I have one gas bill, one water bill, one electric bill, one of everything. So I have, in a very short amount of time, flipped my financial position around. Oh, don't tell the government that. Um, flip my financial situation around to where I can do the things that I used to not be able to do because I was tied to this building, this freestanding building, this kind of albatross. And it's, it is, um, as long I feel like this is just the world according to Kay, that as long as I maintain with my clients, the same quality of work, the same quality of customer care, the same, if, if I don't change where I function out of, they could care less as long as they're getting the experience from me that when I'm on the job, no matter where I am, whether it's here or at their home or at their job site, as long as I am being me and giving them what they're paying me and giving them beyond that, they don't care where I'm digitally manipulating an image or um, putting an envelope. It doesn't matter to them. They just want to be treated with amazing respect and have the quality that they're used to. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I honestly, I don't know how much more we need to say than that, because I think that was the point of why I wanted you on the podcast, Kay, is to basically say that like it, that's the, that's what really matters. And there's other things that don't really matter, because I think people are in a time are going to be in a time of transition and rethinking, mm-hmm. you know, all, all their different assets and different things that they've built around them. And I just I think you were the perfect person to have on the podcast to talk about it. So, well, good. It felt, it just, I feel like I'm talking to two friends and it's the truth. I mean, this is, I walk the walk and I talk the talk. This is my life. I'm not going to tell you what I'm wearing right now because (laughs) (laughs) I've seen you on Zoom. I have a pretty good idea. (laughs) Yeah, pink hair. I don't care. (laughs) But thank you both. And, and if I can leave with, with, without, with saying, um, we are blessed to be in an industry 
that really cares about one another. And right now our photographers are coming together like no other time in, in my history of being in this industry. And I'm really proud of us. Yeah, I agree. It's been really, really fun. And, you know, someone uh, said, you know, is there something that you've liked about this, you know, experience, even though it's been really hard and sad for a lot of people, but just making friends with photographers and seeing everyone working together, sharing, uh, is it, the competition not being an issue? You know, really, we're all on the same side. And so uh, we just thank you so much for coming on today. That's, it's been wonderful, Kay. Oh, you bet. You guys are the best. I, I'm excited to listen to the rest of your podcasts when they get up and running. You guys are awesome for doing this. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Kay. All right, everybody. So that is Kay Estridge, the uh, amazing photographer from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> so thanks so much for being on. And we'll... And we'll see everybody next week. Take good care. Be safe. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.